Welcome. You've got mail. If there ever was a podcast that would get to 50 episodes, this is the podcast that got there. Congratulations to everyone involved with TechStream. This is our 50th episode. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. 50 times I have talked to you. Combined with our off-air conversations, we've talked to maybe 51 52. times then. 52. <laughs> 52. <laughs> uh, how about that? 50, pod, 50, and we do it weekly, so that means we've been doing it about a year. So last year at this time, the vaccine was rolling out. We were thinking about possibly leaving our house, and we've still never done this podcast in person. That's right. We've never done it in person. But you know what? Zoom, the next best thing to being there. But I, it's weird. I feel like I know you. Like, I know you pretty well. I've never met you. Uh, that's actually true. Isn't that weird? It's a little weird. Yeah. Welcome to weird. the pandemic normal. I guess. I guess. And uh, last week uh, was the two-year anniversary of the NBA suspending their season and essentially lockdown starting. So it, it's crazy to think it's been two full years. Yeah, um, no, I mean, this is another auspicious anniversary because this is the day that we went into exile up in Vermont. We were a lot of two-year anniversaries, Seth. Everybody went into exile right about now. Lockdown started right about now. We are schools. two years into this thing. And by the way, New York is finally at a place where uh, the vaccine mandates and the mask mandates have been lifted in restaurants. My wife and I went out for the 40th anniversary of our first date. Whoa. No mask, no vaccination proof required. We're triple vaxxed, so it didn't matter, but it was really amazing. One, it's amazing that we had a 40th anniversary of our first date. We went back to the same restaurant, which is amazingly still open That's in Midtown Manhattan. Amazing, considering yeah. what and, New York has been through. And Yeah, considering. And then, of course, just whatever the new normal is, I'm happy to be here. Hey, look, speaking about what's normal and not normal, I'll tell you what's not normal, Seth, what's going on in Ukraine, that is not normal. There's nothing about it that can be considered good. There's nothing about it that can be trivialized. And I don't have enough hyperbole to, to emphasize how important what I'm about to say is. The nice people at NBCU, uh, Put together a list of 11 verified charities the social responsibility team there is incredibly diligent and they were kind enough to put together for everyone uh, 11 verified charities so if you want to help ukrainians uh, that are in the middle of this invasion i made a very simple link you go to shellypalmer.com ukraine shellypalmer.com ukraine that is going to forward you to a today show site that's titled How to Help Ukraine, 11 Verified Charities Working to Help Ukrainians Amid Invasion. That's where it's supposed to take you. So ShellyPalmer.com slash Ukraine is going to take you to a Today Show website page that has links to the Global Empowerment Mission, World Central Kitchen, AmeriCares, United Way Worldwide, World, he World Health Organization, USA for UNHCR, Global Giving Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, the International Rescue Committee, Save the Children, and a few others. These are all verified by NBCU's social responsibility team. They are going to put your money in the right place. All these and, organizations. And they've been verified by Charity Navigator. If you've seen that website, Charity Navigator evaluates a charity and finds out 
what percentage of the money given actually goes to what they say they're helping. Yeah, that, that's a super important point, Seth. Thank you for that. We know the people of Ukraine are at a place none of us would ever want to be. They need food, they need supplies, they need medicine, they need a lot of things, but we can't send them things. What we can do is we can send money to the organizations that have feet on the street, that have boots on the ground, and are doing the hard work that needs to be done. So if you can find it in your heart to help these people, the way you can do it safely is to go to shellypalmer.com slash Ukraine. Again, that's going to forward you to a site. That's a todayshow.com site. Don't be surprised when you get there. There are 11 verified charity links and the small description of each charity. Please give what you can give, and hopefully the world will come together in a way to stop this madness. But until they do, they're just ordinary people looking for help, and I hope you'll do it. It's a it's a great idea, and it's a great idea to have a hyperlink because a lot of people don't know where to go. There was the Today Show actually was responding to this trend that was going where uh, people in Ukraine were putting their houses up on Airbnb and you could rent their houses, even though you're not going to Ukraine and you're not going to live in their house. But it was a way to pay them directly. Yes, and people were doing that. And then so what happened was people were saying, you know, there's scams with that and it, it's, it's hard to verify and things like that. And you're putting this undue responsibility on the folks that are fleeing for their lives. And so what they did was the Today Show did a story on that and then created those links. And those links are great. And uh, and then Charity Navigator got on board and said, we're verifying all these links. So it was a very cool idea um a pop popular podcast that i listen to uh they raise money every week for different charities and they verify the today show link so it's very cool the other thing that i think is really important you're all tech stream listeners you're all tech savvy and you know what i'm about to say so forgive me if this is something that's just pcs old. are better than max oh stop it oh uh, that it Charity Navigator, Charity Watch is another site you can verify charities or the Better Business Bureau, BBB Wise Giving Alliance. That's another one. You can also go to look for your state charity regulator. Your state has a charity regulator. And if a charity is um, going to be uh, certified in your state, there's the National Association of State Charity Officials. And so that's NASCO, N-A-S-C-O-Net.org. Nascanet, N-A-S-C-O-N-E-T dot org. That website has all the um, charity associations, all the state regulators uh, are listed there. And then if tax exempt status is important to you, because sometimes when you give, you want to have the tax deduction at irs.gov, they have what's known as a tax exempt organization search, which you can just type in when you get to irs.gov. That will tell you which organizations you can search to see if they have tax uh, free status or if they have you know the, the tax exempt status that would allow you to take a deduction for your donation on your taxes, if that's important. What I think is important is that we just give to charities that have been verified and we help the people that are deeply in need. One other super important tech stream thing, the scammers are out in force. The hackers are out in force. The fishers... Uh, the fishing expeditions are out in, in force. You should not, under any circumstances, no matter what, click on a link in an email or anything you see on social media. If you see a charity on social media, just go to Google, search it, find it, type the URL directly into a web, uh, into a web browser. Do not 
for one second ever think about clicking on anything in social media or any email that's asking you for money no matter what that's by the way this could be free tickets to star wars when star the next star wars movie comes out this could be you know win a chance to sit in you know the in, in aaron Rodgers' box at the super bowl like social engineering is the number one way people get screwed and right now this is such an emotional time and it's such a it's a time when people of good conscience are doing everything they can to give what they can and inflation is crazy and gas prices are crazy and we're all having a hard time and if you do have a few extra dollars or you just want to stretch a little bit to help someone who is just trying to survive it's amazing that there are there are people out there who are willing to prey on that emotion but they are out there and they're out there in force it's as bad as i've ever seen it it makes the bad, christmas yeah. season look actually lame by comparison the number of people who have alerted me to scams in the last two weeks uh it's just been amazing how many bad guys are out there doing bad things so forewarned is forearmed i know the tech stream audience knows this but click on nothing go directly to those sites and certainly if it's a if it's a charity you've never heard of doesn't mean it's not cool but you got to do what seth said you got to go to charity navigator or charity watch and and make sure that these, these are the real deal because wow every dollar counts and you certainly don't want to take your hard-earned money and send it to the wrong place so enough preaching i hope everybody you know can find it in their heart to help and uh let us pray that the world figures out a way to stop this. This is crazy. My, we have a, uh, an old babysitter from when our kids were little. Mm -hmm. And I remembered that she was from Ukraine. And I texted her about three weeks ago. And I said, uh, do you still have family there? And she said, actually, when I had my first child, I brought my mom over. Her, you know, her father's not alive. And, but my brother stayed. And my brother has a wife and a kid. So we've been checking in as the weeks have gone on. And, you know, they have the rule now where if you're a male in Ukraine, you can't leave. Right. Um, you have to stay and fight. And their family has decided they're staying together. Wow. Oh, my God. Like this. And this is like a real person. This is a person I know. And they're sticking at it and i check in every like two or three days i try not to be every day because I'm, I'm fearful that the news is getting worse and worse and worse and it is like it, 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 you all know somebody you all know somebody who's connected to this thing people don't think about it um but at least we have we've been checking in with our friend yulia uh, all all the time she's wonderful wonderful lady um anyway um Okay, how do we transition to this? <laughs> uh, last week, uh, we got a chance to see another one of those fancy Apple presentations. Um, Shelly, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm ready for them to start doing it in front of an audience. I think they need those. I think they need to, uh, you know, have Tim Cook standing in, a, in an auditorium with people cheering whenever the time they announce something new. Um, the buzz of this, it just feels pre-recorded. It feels like it was just something that was put together kind of willy nilly and it doesn't have the same buzz that it used to have. Well, there are a couple of reasons for that. One, there's nothing interesting here. 
so there's no buzz. No, no, no. But when they had a a room full of of tech people, yeah. So when they had a when they had a room full of fanboys, it felt better because there was like at least all the supplicants and the adepts were in the room, and you know the high priest of Apple shows up, and we have a religious experience, and everybody touches the hem of the garment and goes ooh and ah, and then the anointed ones come out, and each one tells of their of their incremental innovation and why we should care and how they justify being the most uh, one of the most valuable companies in the world by charging more money for hardware than anyone has a right to other than that no apple's awesome look i'll tell you there are two things they announced this week that i really liked one of the things you should do is go to apple.com and you should click on either the studio display or the mac studio page not because you care about those devices although i'm going to tell you why you should in a minute these are the two most interestingly constructed web pages ever they yeah. are beautiful they are brilliant the web page itself as you scroll down is literally a work of art in both cases and it is the benchmark for what a, a worldwide web experience ought to be in a browser this is pressing your browser as hard as your browser has ever been pressed it is working your browser as hard as your browser has ever been worked um you must go click on the studio display web page or the Mac pretty, studio you web just page. Just like scroll through it. It's pretty. Oh cool. wow! Just I mean, just as a web experience, just for nothing else. Now let's talk about these in order of interesting. In order of interesting, it starts with the Mac Studio for me. Now the Mac Studio is a really interesting new computer. It's like a supercharged Mac Mini. It's not quite a Mac Pro and it's not quite a Mac Mini. It's somewhere in the middle. It is insanely powerful. At the top of the line, they have their M1 Ultra chip in it. It's a 20 core CPU, but you can get it up to 64 cores. You can get up to 128 gigabytes of unified memory, which makes this thing blindingly fast. So yeah, this is an, a, a kind of an extraordinary little computer. It starts at 2000 bucks, but the way you wanna buy this thing is probably tweaked all the way out. So if you tweak it all the way out, which is with the 64 core CPU, uh, rather uh, the 64 core GPU, sorry, and a 32 core neural engine, um, you take it up to eight terabytes of SSD, which is, cause why wouldn't you? Uh, now you're, you're tipping in the scales at $8,000. Plus they gotta add Apple Care to that cause there's not a user serviceable part in the thing. This is one of the few computers you can do pro animation on, real pro animation on. Uh, it, this is going to be as powerful as putting together a really solid Windows PC with a really solid NVIDIA card for... Uh, but you could do that for, for half the money. No, no, you'd be at the same eight grand. You'd be at exactly the same 8,000 bucks. I've got, I'm here, Seth, on a 5950X... AMD, that's, that's only 16 cores. So it's a, a, only a portion of this computer. I would have had to spend another, call it thousand bucks on a CPU to get it up there. I've got a 3090, uh, GeForce 3090 tie card in this, which, yeah, you get, by the time you're done, do a Windows PC that's gonna do, and I'm not sure it would be as fast because of the unified memory thing. I don't think you can do quite apples to apples here, but as I look at this, you know, the Samsung eight terabyte SSD, 
versus the Apple SS. You're, you're probably at the same eight, nine grand in a Windows box as you are here. And I think this thing is going to be more badass and faster and, and bigger, better and faster than what you could do for the same $8,000. You might be at twelve, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000 in a Windows piece. It may be the first time that I can think of and it's because of the of the new chipset and the way they're doing unified memory, the speed test. And it, to be fair and frank, it depends what you're doing. If you're playing a video game versus you're rendering something versus you're stressing the, the software for some AI modeling, it it is so dependent on what it is you're doing. There are various benchmarks. What's I think very obvious is that this computer was built for professionals in a way that that the Mac mini isn't and that the Mac pro is. And it's like, if the Mac pro and the Mac mini had a baby, it would be this. So it's sort of sitting in the middle. I like it. Is it overpriced? Everything that Apple makes is overpriced. So that's, that goes without saying, I don't, I don't think I'm going to defend Apple's pricing, but you're not going to do this kind of power for half the money that in a windows PC that you're not going to do. Now let's go to the other thing. That's super interesting because this, this is just expensive, but it's got, some Apple cool factor, and I'm not a fanboy, although it does look like Tim Cook threw up in here, but uh, there's a lot of Mac stuff. There's a lot of Windows stuff in here too. So the new 27 inch 5K retina display called the studio display. Now, you know, they used to monitor. have- a, it's, it's a monitor. It's a monitor. They used to have a $5,000 version of this thing. Now, LG has a 5K monitor that this is based on. The Apple just decided to do their version of the LG. The LG is gonna be $300 cheaper from the get-go and it's practically the same, not quite the same. The Apple monitor is a little lighter. It's about three pounds lighter, which is weird because the LG display is plastic. I have one of them. Mm-hmm. And the this new one is three pounds lighter and it's aluminum, but they just did a better job, I think, with uh, the way they did the, there's a tilt mechanism in the LG that's very heavy. While the case is plastic, that is a pretty bulky, you know, set of uh, couplings so that your monitor can tilt in, in an interesting way. And I think they just did a better job at Apple. So it's lighter. Um, the, it, this comes uh, either with a glossy display or their, their matte display with this nano matte technology. There's a lot of controversy about whether you need this nano ground uh, display where they make uh, they reduce glare by etching the glass at, at very small levels. Now, some people say that what it does is it makes the monitor less clear. Other people say because of the glare reduction, it makes it clearer. You can get it. It's, it's more expensive to buy the, the matte display than it is to buy the glossy display. I read somewhere that it's like uh, when you get the glare resistance on your glasses, they fog up more. Again, this is a controversial thing. I have it, it. I think it's personal preference. And unfortunately, if you're buying this thing online, you don't get to see it. So if you can get to an Apple store to see the difference between the matte display and the glossy display, you should. What I was told by people who have the $5,000 version with the nano matte display. uh, And I think I've got that called right. Um, If you're in an environment that has a lot of glare, then this is the best glare reduction. But if you have a a light controlled environment and you know so many people who work in animation, who work in photo retouching, work in a darkened environment where, you know, the, the, there isn't any glare by design, you set it up so that you don't have glare on the screen. 
then there's really no reason whatsoever to do this. If you are in an office where you don't control the overhead lighting or you can't put yourself in you know, a, a space like that, then yeah, then it makes sense. But a lot of people, this is very controversial. They, it's called nano texture glass is what they call it. And it's this matte finish that they do by etching the glass at very small scale. Again, it's more expensive. It's $300 more expensive and, and you gotta be sure you want it. Um, for sure. Um, they say, by the way, and just in Apple's defense, they tell you flat out that their regular standard glass is low reflectivity, but the nanotexture glass is supposed to scatter light in a, in a, in a more uh, efficient way. So forewarned is forearmed. Here's the thing. It's astounding looking because it's a 5K display. You also have color space control. Now, in fairness, the LG uh, here's the hot tip for tech stream viewer, viewers and listeners. Sit tight for about five. See, if you can see tech stream, let me know. Sit tight for five minutes because <laughs> a lot of people who own the LG who are fanboys and fangirls and fan people are going to jump out and get the studio display because it's aluminum. It matches the, 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 it matches all the other Mac stuff in the world with the brushed aluminum case. And it's under two grand as opposed to 5,000 with a thousand dollar stand. So yeah, people are gonna jump on this. What are they gonna do? They're gonna sell their LG 5K monitors, which for all intents and purposes are the same monitor. So you're gonna see, you hit eBay, you hit Reverb, you hit a couple other places where you, you know, go to auctions and or secondhand stuff. You're gonna see a lot of LG 5Ks on the market used. Why not? I mean, I'd rather pick up a couple of those for a thousand bucks and have two of them than have one of these new guys for 1899. So you sit tight till this thing actually launches. And when it starts to ship, they're saying you can order on 318 and you know they'll ship whenever they ship because of the supply chain issues with Apple. Uh, MacBook Pros are two months out at this point. I mean, it's they're not shipping anything uh, in any regular, in, with any kind of regular interval and they're not shipping anything like nothing's in stock as you figured out with your iPhone experience last week. Oh, so yeah. yeah, but anyway, Apple Studio Display, definitely worth a look. You got to be careful about nano texture versus standard and the Mac studio tweak it all the way out to eight grand. If you need it, if you don't need it in the $8,000 version, you probably don't need it. Right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like, if you're not going to tweak this thing up to the, you're not going to turn all the everything to 11, then the Mac mini tweaked out probably does it for you or a Mac pro tuned all the way down probably does it for you. This thing to me only makes any sense. The big variable is how much internal storage. If you're going to put a NAS, if you've got a NAS that you can attach it to, sure, then maybe you can get away with a single terabyte and save yourself a few bucks. So that brings it down to $5,800. But I don't know why you wouldn't put eight terabytes inside this thing. So that's an 8,000 bucks plus, plus um, Apple Care. You have to have the Apple Care because there's no moving parts and there's nothing user serviceable. And if it breaks, Apple owns you. So right. they just, you know, that's just a scam. The whole Apple Care thing, you have to have it. It's not optional. So when you add that and tax and the whole thing, you know, you're going to be up in the $9,000 range. And if you're not doing $9,000 worth of Mac, uh, you know, then you have to look at the Mac mini and you have to look at the Mac Pro. And by the way, to your point, you can go look at some Windows boxes. Yep. <laughs> right. If you're looking for horsepower, NVIDIA and AMD put together with some Samsung solid state drives. And all of a sudden you have a very powerful system that'll do just about anything. 
Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I watched the Apple thing just because, like I said, I, I'm a fanboy, but I didn't see anything that would entice me to purchase anything. Oh, you know? wait, you didn't love the the iPhone 13 dark green color. What's the matter with you? You call yourself dark a fanboy. I, oh, well, I disagree entirely. It's in it's in, it, it's in it's in green. My favorite part of that uh, the presentation was the thing they announced in the very beginning. Apple TV Plus announced a brand new uh, broadcast that is going to be Apple's first foray into live sports. There is going to be a Friday night baseball doubleheader on Apple TV Plus. And even more so, those games are exclusive, which means the regional sports network in your town will not air the game. So if the Orioles are playing the Red Sox and it's on Apple TV Plus, the only way you'll see the Orioles and Red Sox that Friday night will be on Apple TV Plus. And at the time, the lockout hadn't been resolved. It has since been resolved. And I thought it was tre tremendous that they were announcing this and then Tim Cook would have to announce that the first weekend had been canceled. Hmm. The funny part about this whole thing is the target demographic. Because for Apple, if I had said to you months ago, hey, Apple's going to get involved in live sports. Let's assume they can't get the NFL. Let's just for the sake of the argument, can't get the NFL. What would be the, the sport that you would have Apple go for? And my response would be anything but baseball. Because baseball trends to the 45 plus demographic and is the 45 plus demographic who you're targeting for Apple TV plus? No. And so what you're going to get is you're going to get 65 plus curmudgeons that are going to be like, I can't find my Met game. Where, where is my Met game? And that person's going to be annoyed. And what I would say is what Apple should do is to go towards racing and to go towards soccer and to go towards things that are trending younger, not something that trends older. It just doesn't seem like this was Apple's play. Who is watching Friday night doubleheaders? ESPN, I'll give you one last fact here. ESPN in their new contract with Major League Baseball paid more money to air less games. Yeah, They took games off. And that's a linear network that has 24 hours of programming they need to fill. And they said, we want less games. Apple, which is only on demand, is now going to have baseball games. And there's a rumor that Peacock is going to air two, a Monday night and a Wednesday night game, uh, specifically on Peacock. The difference there is it won't be exclusive. So if it's the Orioles and the Red Sox and you live in Baltimore, you can watch it on your Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. My suspicion, Seth is that while device owners are 18 to 34 from a target perspective, Apple TV Plus has, from its inception, not clearly defined an audience. And what's interesting is, if you're a television service, then 45 plus is the audience because that's, those are the people who watch television in a, in a linear fashion. If you're a streaming service, like YouTube or TikTok, you're looking for a very different, mostly younger audience. If you are everybody else, the question you got to ask yourself, and what fascinates me about this baseball deal is 
what will happen to the streaming services who aren't Apple and will Apple follow suit? There's no more business model for the, for the streaming world. I make a movie. I used to sell it first pay-per-view in theaters, right? That was the first window. The second window would be home, right? Distribution, which would be DVD or something like it. Uh, then there would be pay-per-view or, or it could have been pay-per-view on on-demand, right? You, that could have been the second window. Mm -hmm. Then it would come out on DVD. Then you'd see it in the airliners. You know, you'd, you'd get it in an airplane. You'd get it in a hotel. There'd be this whole set of windowing and each market would get it and each market would remunerate the studio. So there'd be the initial theatrical release. Then there'd be the home video release, the, the pay-per-view release, whichever order that came in. Then there would be the ancillary markets. And ultimately, it would be part of a library package that would sell to broadcast television. That would be advertiser supported. That would be, you know, played in, on independent television stations in the, the afternoon or evening when they didn't have primetime programming and you'd see a movie, right? I mean, that's was the last time you saw an actual movie on a broadcast television station that was, you know, with commercials in it? And the answer is you haven't because all those movie packages are now at the streaming services. So if you are Netflix, if you're Hulu, if you are Paramount Plus, you're taking all of your content back, you're making content, and the only thing you can get paid by are subscribers, which begs the question, when does AVOD, Advertiser video Supported Video On Demand, start? Meaning when do we get commercial television streamed over the public internet? When does Apple infuse commercials into this? When does Netflix put commercials in? When does, uh, you know, when do all the streaming services that at the moment are advertiser free become advertiser supported too? And the answer to that is, I don't know, but it's going to be soon. So who, if Apple's ever thinking AVOD, then it's older people who use television. If they're thinking just straight video on demand, then it's younger people, 1834, the same who use their devices. Do they have a clear target? don't know to your you know to your point I, I don't know what apple is thinking with this baseball move except except sports are destination they are temporal they are not evergreen in any way right it's disposable content when you know the score of that game and you've seen the highlights you're done it's over so how do you support that it's either subscription or advertisers that need the immediacy so if i've got a friday night game then tomorrow you go to the supermarket on saturday because it's your weekend did i advertise something that that now you're going to have recency and availability of that advertisement is is that going to happen we're going to see ad supported baseball on apple i don't know the answer to that if not what this? are you doing how, how about this since you're not going to sell ads in the broadcast can you have shorter in between innings? Oh, good luck with that. Baseball, 10 minutes of excitement packed into three fun-filled hours. Now closer to four fun-filled hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I would recommend Apple TV Plus to anybody. I mean, just for, for all mankind, the, the morning show, Ted Lasso and Mythic Quest, four of the greatest television shows we've seen in the last four years. Um, that's enough reason for the $4.99. Um, two, two baseball games on a Friday night not going to do it for me <laughs> and you're the sports with friends guys what are your sports with friends for say well, i've told you my I, i'll reveal it here we did the research on 2021 the lowest rank rated episodes of sports with friends were the baseball episodes 
I have been told don't do any baseball content. It's not worth it. Okay, you heard it here. Second. Baseball. This is the first <laughs> year. This is the first year I'm not covering the sport. I'm not. I, I've covered it every year since 1996. I'm not covering that sport anymore. I'm done. I've had well, it. then we won't cover it here on TechStream. Baseball. Tui. <laughs> yeah. Apple TV Plus. Forget it. Here, you're done. Mythic Quest reruns. That's what we need. <laughs> we'll see you next week. On a, congratulations on your 50th episode, my friend. You too. We'll see you next week.